Hello and welcome to Connected, the business post-technology podcast brought to in association with Dell Technologies Ireland. I'm Emmett Ryan and, well, we're, we're having quite a time at the moment, folks, aren't we, really? It's all dragging out. We're all still here stuck at home. I am making different types of coffee every morning for myself and deciding between the pods and between the French press just to keep things varied. But obviously, when we're working at home, there are other matters to address and i got two great people to talk to me about that today. They are John Malloy, he is the CEO and founder of Xylan, and a very big friend of the program, I think it's safe to say, Michael Conway, director of Renaissance. Michael, John, welcome to the show. Hi, Emmett. How are you? Thank you very much for having me. Michael, obviously, we all know you mostly as the greatest fan of my uh, facial hair that I've grown for the pandemic. But uh, with Renaissance, you've seen an awful lot since everything's kicked off in March. So for the cliff notes, because obviously everybody knows it's crap to be at home. What's been the key things you've noticed in terms of user habits, in terms of, you know, areas that need to be addressed? What's come up on your radar, basically, that we need to be sort of keeping an eye on? It's been a very strange 12 months, Emma, to be honest with you, because I'm, I'm looking back and saying it, this is uh, it, it's 12 months ago and uh, I was at RSA in San Francisco and we all thought this wasn't going to happen. And suddenly uh, that seems like an eon ago. Uh, the thought of even getting on an airplane now seems frightening if there was an airplane. But what's happened? I mean, there's been a paradigm change in, in the world, obviously, and, and, and how everybody's operated. What absolutely happened about last this time last year and into March, April was people rushed to, to work from home. And uh, to some extent, actually, it hasn't changed a lot from that point of view to some extent in that people said, listen, do you know what? I've got to get stuff. I've got to get people going. I've got to get people connected. I've got to just get everything sorted in some way, shape or form. People probably thought and we all thought and hoped that it was going to be for a relatively short time. I'm not sure we ever knew what that was, but we sort of thought that and we hoped that. But now it has turned out into pretty much a year and it'll be more. But a lot of the things that people put in place didn't get changed a lot. So so we found that people just retrofitted, got stuff sorted out, and got just got the connections done. But actually what's happened is people's networks are back to front to great degree. The firewalls, it's just in the wrong place at this point. So, and the controls, the, the security around when you rent home, you're going to be sitting there. Now you have kids, you have housemates, all those sort of things that are sitting there. So the environment is dramatically changed and it is not typically as secure and hasn't been as secure for the last 12 months as really it should be. So what we are seeing is organizations are saying, listen, do you know what? We need now to put in place proper security, proper controls, proper cyber compliance, etc. And the environment that we've seen Leo Varadkar and those talking about recently where there's going to be a more regularized remote working, these, these things need to be put in place. And John, welcome to the show. It's your first time on Connected. So I suppose before we get into the nitty gritty, I think for a lot of the listeners, they always hope for the Emmett's dad question and it's coming for you. So explain to my dad, who's 86 and not a tech person, what Xylin does. What we do is we provide an infrastructure that can deliver endpoint security to the point that you control what that device can actually gain access to. So you can control access to social media, you can block it, you can filter it, you control access to content, and it's basically a plug and play solution based on an Amazon platform. And people listening here kind of go, that sounds awfully, awfully designed for people who are not used to running their own security and are working suddenly, shall we say, from their apartment. <laughs> so is that one of those things you're seeing is that it's for, for the remote worker, it's really coming in? Uh, it, it is. Let, can I give you some background? We, we built an infrastructure and what the infrastructure is pervasive. We deliver it to operators throughout the world and then they deliver a range of services on top of it. We started off with a solution based on parental control, which you may know as iKids in this country. It's called various different things throughout the world. But the idea was that we could actually establish security for children in a house. So if you take the situation as we stand, what we're trying to do is establish security for the workers connected so that they can connect to it. So we deliver out many, many countries, these little devices which plug into the existing infrastructure, but are separate 
and can be controlled and the traffic and the devices connected that can be controlled. So if you take your average worker, 30 odd years of age, living in a shared apartment, a house, whatever, okay, he's sharing a network with lots of other people. They could be sharing with kids, could be shared with housemates. This allows you to separate it and control his access to the services, not only the internet, but also with through the VPN or through an SD one. I love the way you just sort of glanced over. Some people may know it as iKids. iKids, of course, being so really well known across Ireland, especially by an awful lot of parents who found it quite helpful. I think that it's one of those things where I always go in saying, let's assume the Cult of Connected wants to be told everything, but of course they're a very knowledgeable group of listeners. I think they're fairly familiar with iKids, but like me, I'm thinking a lot of them until you started talking there, wouldn't have thought, oh yeah, that technology can be adapted for professional related services as well, like for what we're dealing with now, which is kind of interesting, isn't it? Well, it is. We, our story is we, we, we were looking forward to 2021, or sorry, 2020. We were on our way to Barcelona to launch all these business services. We've launched some services in Africa around controlling bandwidth within small organizations, providing a small gateway, filtering content, blocking malware, et cetera, coming into the network. And it was built for, for that particular market. And all of a sudden, then mobile world is gone. So we were left with a situation that we needed to reinvent ourselves. So we looked at what we did. And we said, you know, we have this, we're doing this all over the world. Why can't we deploy the same technology to a different deliverable? And also, you mentioned Mobile World Congress. It really does show where we were in the world at this time, about a year ago, in that there was the debate over whether or not this event that has over 100,000 people at it should go ahead and the rights and wrongs of it. And there were reasonable arguments, as in they were being treated reasonably on both sides, which in hindsight is hilarious. But uh, that's the way the world has adapted. And that's one of those things, John, is that we didn't, we, we, we knew something was going to happen 12 months ago, but none of us saw the level. And as a result, the level of work it's going to have to go into, you know, adapting that home working environment. I'm strongly of the belief that this is going to go on for a long, long time. I've, I was listening to the television last night and it's now a case of mm, the first lockdown was okay we'll be okay with somewhere then oh we have a small blip and now we're into okay well guys forget about this year you're not going on holidays you know maybe by christmas we might have something that's a long way away and our belief is that you, you have to put something permanent in place because it, it's also going to based on tarnish's uh, suggestion that we're going to have the rights to remote work so we you have to have something in place that that is reliable supportable scalable and robust uh, Michael, I want to go back to you on this because John mentioned that, you know, we're going to see more remote work even after pandemic times end. And as someone who was a pretty remote worker in practice, although not technically you won't because I do have a desk that I miss dearly because uh, I get I get to sit beside a window in the office. So I control if people are cold or warm, it's great power and I am not a responsible person. But Michael, when it comes to sort of that future of remote work, because when I think of how I was working beforehand, you know, if I was meeting you, say in town, I might be meeting you at three. So I'll be in the office where we are which is actually not too far from Vince's hospital then I'll probably get a bus into town or a dart I'll stop in a Starbucks for an hour work from there and then I'll walk over to where you are that to me is what remote is it's a flexible work anywhere environment and it's one of those things I think we're going to need to adapt for going forward because there's going to be more people essentially like me uh, who are going to be working like that in multiple locations and I suppose that's one of those areas we need to think about from a security perspective yeah and, and, and Emma it's, it's a very interesting point because you know uh, the, the, there's many people like yourself and, and indeed myself who uh, try quite quite a bit and there would be plenty of remote working we'd be it might be in a hotel room might be in a, a, a hotel lobby a, a coffee shop whatever somebody's office whatever it may be but i i guess the, the massive change that's taken place in the pandemic is you know remote working means we're actually stuck in one place uh you know the the, the place we live uh in in many cases so uh, i think i think exactly what john said it it's it's an interesting time we have to adapt to the new environment and the new environment is going to be probably very different to what it was and also very different to what 
what it is. And and I think what, what we're seeing, and, and it's great to work with a company like Xilin, who is an Irish-based company, understands the marketplace, understands the people as well and everything else about it. And the, you know, really, really how people operate and work. I think we're going to have to adapt our remote working environments, whether that be the coffee shop or the home or, or whatever it is. We need to adapt those to what the new, the new requirements are. And what we've seen, and one of the points I was just touching on earlier is if you take many organizations, they're, they're regulated organizations or they have responsibilities, not just to them to themselves and to their customers, but to their clients. So let's say accountants, professional firms, lawyers, all these sort of people. And they have now people working remotely, dealing with pretty confidential stuff, important stuff for an ind- individuals and corporates and, and, and organizations. And that stuff is now sitting all around. It's, it's pervasive all around the place because traditionally these people are not agile mobile workers like yourself or perhaps myself to some extent because there's a repository there's a lot of security there's a lot of compliance built around the environment in which they work so that security and compliance now needs to be built inbuilt into the home environment and to the well, let's say the home place environment whatever that is uh, so it now needs to be inbuilt in there not just for this pandemic not just for the next couple of months couple of whatever it is because it's not as I agree with John it doesn't look like it might be a couple of months for this stage but we seem to have phase more phases than we have have lunch breaks, but but anyway, but it is going forward, and as you can see with the, with the tonishes and the whole towards the, the 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 right to work from home, we need to actually enable the home to be an environment which is secure for the future. To be to be compliant with with what needs to be a flexible working environment. And it's interesting you mentioned sort of that agile worker because I think that's the only way I'm ever referred to as agile. Definitely not in any traditional sense of the word. But Michael, you mentioned of course that you yourselves and Xylan are working together. So for those of us who don't know, like tell us a bit about what the partnership is going to involve and what the two of you are going to do together. So Renaissance, we're, we're a distributor in Ireland and we distribute cybersecurity and compliance technologies. And that's that's our role. That's our mantra to try to make the environment of Ireland a secure and, and safe place to do business and to operate. And our, our focus is to take John's technologies into the marketplace and offer those to the channel and to the trade so that there is a, it's available to everybody within the island of Ireland. It's not, you know, the challenge with, with, with an organization like John's, who is typically not traded extensively in the commercial sector in the Ireland of Ireland, it's difficult for, for he and the customers to get together. And that's really our role. So we then can distribute this, make it available right throughout to, to people's local commercial computer dealer, installer, supplier, value-added reseller, MSP, whatever it may be. And that that's really what we're about. So we're trying to bring the value together, map these with other technologies, which may or may not be useful, and uh, just bring bring the whole environment together. And John, I'm guessing it must be really interesting for you to be embracing this new business environment for yourself because obviously, as Michael was saying, you're dealing with people you weren't traditionally dealing with before. So what's that been like for you? It was very strange in the beginning because my life was basically spent on an airplane. I would spend at least two weeks in a month in Asia or in the Middle East or whatever. Uh, coming back to Ireland, I haven't been doing any business in Ireland for a long, long time. It's been very interesting. Um, it's Michael, and I want to thank the guys in Renaissance for introducing me to so many different people. It's actually very good, to be honest. It's very good. I, I, don't, I can actually speak the language, which is helpful. And that's one of the things, because I'm guessing for a lot of people who are making sort of like EIT decision makers, be the IT managers, be the CIOs, in some companies, the CEO, CIO, and IT managers to one person, you know, depending on the size. What's it been like sort of, you know, having those conversations where they're saying, listen, John, I know I need to do something, but the actual practical element is where I'm falling down. What's, what have those conversations been like? 
Um, there's okay. There, I, you cannot blame anybody for the, the position, and I think we're, we're in a position oh, absolutely, where, yeah, where yeah. you know, make a decision as about the unknown is a very difficult decision to make. My overall feeling is that everyone thinks it's fabulous. It's 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 at the right price point. I can have an SD, you can have an SD one up and running in about forty five seconds. It's got all the good components and positives. But there's a logistic. How do you get it out there? I, oh yeah, of I, course. I do all these things. So it, it, it's obviously COVID slows everything down, but it but it's building momentum and people people are taking it on going, yeah, okay, let's roll this out. But getting to people's houses and get one of the biggest challenges is going to be getting into people's houses. And literally, yeah. I, but then again, I've been doing that for about four years because I literally package things that people just plug them in and send them out. So that, that's, I believe, to our advantage. So if we can overcome that and get people, you plug it in, it's all connected, it's up and running, it can't be hard. We can make it happen, I believe. And one of the things, because I want to bring you back to, you mentioned the permanent approach to it, because a lot of that work we were doing back in March, April, and very understandably so, by the way, I'm not even beginning to criticize anyone of this, was how do we make sure for a short to medium term situation or indeterminate was what it really was, we can just keep things going. We can keep doing business the way we are. Now we're reaching this world where, okay, we can do this, we can do that, and there's a fair bit of upside to remote, and obviously there's going to be some requirements that we enable remote anyway. That means they're going to be able to think about how they can deploy these solutions long term. I suppose that's one of the, 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 the advantages you're basically showing them is that this isn't just a problem you solve for the pandemic. This can help you going forward, both in sort of, you know, not only sort of making sure your business keeps going, but it'll attract people who for their their working life balance, you know, being able to work remotely is probably going to be more appealing to them. I, I'd 100% agree. And, and if you, from a technology point of view, the only way you can deliver that is the way we deliver it is if you're in an office, which means you have to be online. So we have to stop looking at it Oh, that's somebody over there. You've got to look at a location. Okay, so if you take the analogy of the of the child, the child's device is connected to a small device, which is in the house, which is using only the broadband, the router in the house to get to the service. The same thing applies in an office, or sorry, in, in a house for a remote worker. They, it's a separate network. It's secure. It can support different devices. And it's like, it, it's the equivalent of, it's integrated into your Active Directory. It is on your LAN and you can provide that service to the customer. And M Michael, one of the things I'm thinking of with, with all this is, I think a lot of workers have started to realize just how much of security that was built into the systems they use was was based around once they walk in the front door, things are a lot better. I think that's one of those things we've all noticed a bit more of, you know, things are a lot more secure so long as you walk through the front door of the office has been a, it was, a, was something that a lot of them didn't realize. Yeah, Traditionally, security was built as perimeter based security, to be, to be frank. Uh, most organizations, and again, coming back to the professional organizations as, as as a typical type of an example. When you walked into the door, there was somebody on the door, there was a badge or whatever it is. And then you got into the perimeter and that was that started becoming a trusted environment. So to come in from outside was was a challenge. What people have done is they've opened they've opened all the doors. If you think of all the fire escapes opened in, in the building and said, well, listen, you can get in and out all sorts of different ways. That's fine. But it's very hard to secure that. So when we sat down with John and looked at the technology that John had and looked at, and, and we looked at the challenge out in the environment because, you know, lots of our customers have planned for remote work in a sensible way, but lots of people haven't. And, and we looked at it and said, well, listen, what are the big challenges? And as John absolutely points out, you know, you, you have non-technical people who have to implement these technologies. So it has to be simple. It also has to be affordable. It has to be something that someone says, listen, you know, this isn't going to break the bank, but it also has to be something that's, it, it has to be simple and deployable. So it has to be 
all of those sort of things. So somebody that can take this device, plug it in. And to be frank, my 90 odd year old mother would have a challenge with, but she has a challenge with lots of things. But my wife could even do it. And she'll say, listen, I'm being really hard on her. But because she's not a technical person, but there's lots of people out there who haven't got a lot of experience. And that's the capability. So it's plug a couple of plugs in and away you go. These connect to Wi-Fi, they pick up whatever. So it's not difficult. Absolutely not difficult. The other thing is, and just coming to the point that John made, it's the separation is really important because if you take, again, we take some of the professional firms, but they have a lot of, you know, let's say mid-20s to mid-30s type people living in shared accommodation, whatever. And you may even have friends and they're working for different firms, different organizations. They may even be working in competing parts of, of a transaction. But that's really important. From a compliance point of view, you're creating effective Chinese walls. You're separating the organization. You're meaning that the, the data going in is, is clean, it's yours, it's controlled. And from a compliance and from a regulatory point of view, that's really, really important. And that's the type of thing that I think, not just as you absolutely say, 12 months ago, we, you know, the world was in panic to, to a great extent. It did what it had to do. But now we actually don't, we have to plan not for the next month, three months, six months. We actually have to plan going forward properly, how we build secure home environments and being simple, being affordable and all of those things and easily deployed is the key thing. Most critical man for John's technology is the postman. Well, given that, I'm going to stay with you, Michael, on this one, because we're all talking about making sure that everything's working and all secure. Given security is at the heart of what you do, how has been making sure that everything within your own company has been able to stay secure and everything has been manageable and that all the staff working remotely can keep their stuff together? Yeah, well, one of the things that we did uh, a couple of years back, we have a business continuity disaster recovery background. And we said, listen, do you know what? We wanted to try and build our office actually on the basis of saying that if the door closed and nobody could get in the door, because we've had an awful lot of uh, yellow warnings, green warnings, red warnings, every color of weather warning you can you can think of, which meant people couldn't get in and out of work over the last number of years. We said, listen, if that happens, the only thing we want to miss is the, the ability to take a delivery. That was the biggest challenge we had on the first couple of days is the delivery. So if somebody phones our offices, and this is quite unlike many other offices where people are working remotely, they don't have diversity of phones, et cetera, et cetera. And again, John's devices can plug into that and having have an IP phone hanging out of it. But we have our phones directed to, to individuals, either soft phones or hard phones sitting in the office. They're uh, cloud-based IP. We're using cloud-based accounting, cloud-based email, like, like a lot of other people. So we designed it around that. Now, that sounds great. But that evolved over time. And that's where I think we're going to start seeing organizations changing the architecture of the way they work so that they evolve in a position where they're working in a, in a hybrid environment, which is what we're really going to end up with, just like our cars. We'll all be hybrid. It will be home and, work and remotely and will inbuild security for that. So it'll be security by design for that. And John, on a similar note, like given you're like me and that you're used to traveling all the time, what's been like ensuring that everybody who works with you is sort of, you know, able to do their job in a secure environment the last, uh, well, year? basically we actually just use what, what, what we, we have a connection between every location i can connect to anyone's we have uh, simple file services we use a lot of cloud technology but uh, for, for us to sorry if, if you can visualize we manage boxes all over the world or devices all over the world so we're just connected to that infrastructure which is connected to amazon which is connecting us all up together and just by the way for folks who don't know because like john keeps saying boxes people think boxes are big if you haven't seen Mike's device they're so petite don't worry about that aspect of things so like the, the and he's showing me the box he's got for what he's doing with xylan again this is not a huge enormous thing because when i hear like you know you're talking it's just it's the size of two match boxes like when i hear boxes the first thing i think of is this giant package from amazon coming in the door <laughs> so i figured just for john's sake you know just to clarify because this is all 
audio, not video. It's about the size of two matchboxes. It isn't taking up a lot of space, folks. Before we go, I've got to let the two of you plug your pluggables. So, John, if you want to find out more about Xylan and what you do, where, where should they go? Uh, go to www.xylan.com. That's Z-Y-A-L-I-N.com. In there, there's some information. And please feel free to contact us on info at Xylan.com at any time. And we're happy to demonstrate. We'll actually physically show you it working. And Michael, if we want to find out more about Renaissance, where should they go? Renaissance, we're www.renaissance.ie and we can look at all the technologies, all the requirements anybody has, and we can work with them to to point them to the appropriate relevant dealer or partner that we work with in their area or their, their sector. And thanks to both John and Michael for joining us on the show this week. As ever, Connections is produced by Jacko Kennedy, and the best way to get in touch with us is via my Twitter, at Emmett J. Ryan. Our sponsor is, of course, Dell Technologies Ireland, and thanks to all the Culture Connected for your continued support in recent weeks. It's really Really, really been great knowing that you're all enjoying what we're putting out there and until next time i'll keep being emmett ryan